This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Thursday, everyone. Hope you're all having a great afternoon and excited for the weekend. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest tech headlines that are happening right here in the UAE and all around the world. Today is a beautiful Thursday for two main reasons. First off, it's Thursday and we always celebrate Thursdays right here on Pulse95 Radio. But second off, next week is going to be a pretty short week for everyone who's working because you're basically going to have... Thursday off and that means a long weekend ahead. Coming up on today's show we have lots happening right here in the UAE as we discuss UAE collaborating with Facebook to train 50 top university students in coding. This is going to be a great opportunity for students to basically gain some practical real-life experience rather than just studying things off of books. Coming up on today's show as well, we're going to be talking about Apple's big news as they launch the redesign of their online store. This is going to be a great feature for all users of Apple because we constantly head to the App Store to download or update any of the apps that we have on our phones. And now this App Store is going to be having a pretty new look this summer. In the world of weird tech, we're going to be talking about NASA making headlines because they have actually shared an incredible video of a quiet supersonic jet. A jet that can travel basically faster than the speed of light. Yet it's absolutely quiet. How do they make that happen? We're going to be telling you and giving you all those details in just a few moments. We're also going to be talking about WhatsApp and their new view once disappearing photos and videos feature. This is going to be such a great benefit for those who, even though we constantly say don't share sensitive information on WhatsApp, if you still do, this is at least going to give you little bit of some privacy and some safety if you tend to share some sensitive information on whatsapp and our good old friend nokia is back in action because they are actually reviving their very old cell phone you remember the one with the snake yes (laughs) the one that is super old it's coming back and a lot of people are excited to see how it will make it in the smartphone industry lots and lots is in store right here on the show so make sure you keep all 75 locked and we'll be right back Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. If you are studying computer science or computer engineering or any form of coding right here in the UAE, I've got some great news for you because 50 university students will be training with Facebook in coding. This is great news for all those who are big geeks when it comes to coding programming languages you name it and they're going to be gaining practical experience rather than just practicing in their school classes whether it was university or even just normal school because a lot of kids nowadays have been more and more interested in this 50 university students will be chosen from different universities right here in the uae to attend the elite coding summer school with the social media company facebook now this camp is actually scheduled for later this month and it's going to be introducing all final year university students to coding in real life situations they're going to be giving them a crash course in the language of the future so there is a link that you can actually go ahead and apply to be one of those 50 students it's called if you you'll all all you have to do is look up facebook ai camp 
it's very easy to go ahead and apply and you'll, you're going to be hearing back from them by the 10th of August. That would be next Tuesday. So you'll hear back if you were accepted or not. All you have to do is fill up an online a- application. The questions are actually very simple. They ask about your university year, your nationality, when are you expected to graduate, what major are you in, if you have any experience in artificial intelligence, and if you have any background in different programming languages, one of them being Python. Also, they're going to ask you if you're able to commit to the length of that camp. So the camp is running from the 15th of August up until the 26th of August. It's a very quick, but very effective crash course that is part of the national program for coders that was announced in the UAE last month. You need to be in your final year of, of university because you're talking about Facebook. So they're expecting the best of the best students to be a part of their team and you have to have some form of background in mathematics or artificial intelligence and it's best if you have some form of experience with the python programming language this is not absolutely necessary but it would give you an advantage over other students now Empowering young kids, especially university students with digital skills, is not something new right here in the UAE. We've seen different initiatives that have been done in the past, one of them being the One Million Coders initiative, where the UAE was actually able to finish off and tick off that goal early this week. They completed One Million Coders and gave them somewhat of an experience. But Omar Al-Ulama, who's actually the Minister of State of artificial intelligence actually said that they're planning to make this collaboration in a way to teach children and students a little bit more about problem-solving skills because this will be the language of the future being able to embed it with coding between the august of the 15th and the 26th students will be attending different workshops a round table that is led by the facebook mina leadership team and mr al-ulama they're all going to be connecting with facebook ai researchers from across the globe and you can definitely expect a lot of people to be attracted to this great great initiative because they're going to be learning different digital skills it's also going to be helping them maybe even get opportunities, whether it was at Facebook or even different Emirati digital startups. Now, looking at it, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, who is the UAE vice president and ruler of Dubai, did actually unveil the national program for coders with Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Cisco, IBM, LinkedIn, NVIDIA, as well as Facebook last month. And this is only the beginning of many other camps and initiatives that will be held in the near future to teach children and students a little bit more about how to implement all that they learn in school in real life examples. Let me know, are you excited for this initiative and are you a coder yourself? Once again, if you'd like to apply, the link is available. Anyone can go ahead and access it. All you'll have to do is look up Facebook AI Camp. If you didn't find it on Google right away, you can also type in National Program for Artificial Intelligence and it'll pop right up. You can go ahead and apply and expect to hear back an answer of whether or not you were approved. And if you've entered the camp, on the on the 10th of august that would be next tuesday let me know if you're going to go ahead and apply coming up on today's show we're going to be talking all about apple's new redesigned online store that they're launching for all of us to get to enjoy and download new applications or even update our old ones keep pulse 95 locked to find out more about it you're listening to pulse 95 daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world 
We have a saying in Arabic that it says or is known by Kul which basically means that anything that's delayed, there is some form of good, some form of good blessings that you're going to gain after it actually happens, even though it's a little bit delayed. The reason why I'm saying this is because Apple actually was down. Apple, The Apple App Store was actually down a couple of days ago on Tuesday. And it was down for about an hour. No one knew the reason. It was very mysterious. However, when the Apple team actually resolved that outage, we saw a new look for Apple. So that might be the reason why it was actually down. The App Store has a brand new look this summer and it has a dedicated tab on its Apple top level navigation. So when you open up the Apple App Store, you're going to find at the very, very top of the store images and links to many of Apple's product lines, MacBooks, iPhones, AirPods, Apple Watches, you name it. Some of those links will even take you to dedicated store pages for the products where they will show you all the models that are available for that specific item. So let's say you're more interested in MacBooks rather than iPhones. You click on that MacBook picture, it'll take you to a completely new website that only has all the different models of the MacBooks, the accessories that they can come up with, and the different support pages if you need any chat support. On the main store page though, there are different sections for what's new, what apps are trending right now, what apps have been the most downloaded, and what you can do to update your older applications. This new design is actually very interesting because it's filled with cards, which is kind of very, it's, it's very sentimental for Apple because it's reminiscing on Apple Store's application for iOS, the very, very good old Apple Store, the one that was started out years ago. It feels very mobile at first. You just get to kind of like scroll horizontally between the different cards on the phone, which is something that it's annoying. It's a bit annoying on desktop. It does not translate very well. It's not very user friendly. However, on the phone, on your iPhone, it moves very smoothly. As far as I can tell, there aren't any new products in this new update. So they're just going to update the App Store and no new products are actually launched just yet. We know September is kind of the best month for Apple because they always launch new products. But this update is kind of like a fresh coat paint for Apple online users, especially those who like to enjoy the different applications that they have to offer. The different pages on the App Store actually showcase different products that may not appear on the normal Apple page that you've seen before. So you might find different band colors for your Apple Watch. You may even find different updates for your MacBook. So you can find the M1 chip. Without the M1 chip, you can pick and choose what it is that you're looking for. Now the change to the store actually arrives ahead of a very busy month for Apple. As I've mentioned, September tends to be the month where we're expecting the new iPhone 13, the new AirPods, and even the new MacBook Pro that is going to be launched very soon. But whatever it is that Apple is planning to launch, we do know that there's a new store that can showcase pretty much all of them. Let me know how often do you go to the App Store to download brand new applications? And do you feel like Apple and their App Store kind of celebrate every season? I personally found them celebrating Ramadan, celebrating Eid, kind of putting to the to the front page apps that would come in handy the most for us based on what time of the year it is. Let me know what's your experience with the app store. Share them with us at 4215 Salat or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up though, we're going to be talking about weird tech. My favorite topics of all. NASA has shared a very quiet 
jet that can travel faster than the speed of light. How is that making sense? Keep Pulse 95 locked to find out more about it. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. NASA is making headlines today and it is making an entrance right here on Tech This Out because they have recently launched and showcased a time-lapse video of a supersonic jet that they're launching. Now, it's nothing interesting when you're talking about supersonic jets, but when we're talking about supersonic jets that are extremely quiet and can travel faster than the speed of light, that's when they enter weird tech because this new aircraft that they're launching is called the X-59 Quiet Supersonic Technology. It's a ridiculous name, so a lot of researchers have actually been dubbing it as the Sun of Concord. Once this supersonic jet is completed and it's ready to launch, it is going to be traveling at the speed of 925 miles per hour. That is basically faster than the speed of sound. The speed of sound is 767 miles per hour. This jet is phenomenal because you're talking about being able to break the sound barrier without kind of issuing a loud boom noise, a loud sonic boom that we would typically expect with a supersonic jet. So it's very quiet and it's potentially going to be taking the skies of the world in the year 2022, which is quite soon. Now, the development of this supersonic jet actually began back in 2018. It was built by an aerospace contractor that goes by the name Lockheed Martin. He is based in California and NASA actually shared footage of of him and his team assembling basically the entire supersonic jet, or at least parts of it, the wing, the tail, part of the body, in about 43 seconds. Of course, it's a time lapse, so it's rushed, but at the end of the day, we're expecting a phenomenal aircraft in just a couple of months. They basically started off by building the different parts of it, making sure that they're also noise friendly, and then they moved on to assembling all of it all together. Building airplanes has definitely come a very long way when we're talking about the tech that was embedded within them in the past years. The engineering team that is uh, responsible for this quiet supersonic jet actually did say that they tried to focus on the structure itself by self locating the aircraft's wing so the so supersonic jet itself if it happens to break apart it'll know exactly where the different sections of it are no matter where they drop uh, the man behind it the director david richardson actually did say that the extensive use of the features were full size and they were all embedded within it in phenomenal timing so after they build it all up they were able to assemble it very quickly, kind of like how Lego would go together. They used the laser tracker to make sure that all of the pieces are aligned together. But after they did that, they were just basically bolted in and they were good to go. Let me know what are your thoughts and would you take a trip in this very quiet supersonic jet? I always feel like jets like this that are very quiet are like, I'm not going to say silent killers, but the silence of them freaks me out a little bit because if something is fast and you hear the noise then it's like okay i can tell how fast it is but when let's say you're riding in a big car where you can easily speed up because it's so quiet that's when i'm, I'm a bit worried about losing control over the speed of that aircraft let me know your thoughts our text lines are open 4215 do it to salat or sign into our dms at pulse 95 
But keep Pulse 95 locked because coming up, we still have lots in store for all of you. We're going to be talking all about WhatsApp launching the view once disappearing photos and videos. This is going to be such a great feature for all those who, even though we keep saying stop sharing sensitive information on WhatsApp, they still do. If you share credit card information or even your, let's say, Emirates ID, any personal cards, you may want to keep stay tuned to hear more about the story because this is going to be protecting your own privacy big time. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? WhatsApp has decided to roll out a beautiful feature for all those who continue to share sensitive information on the platform. Now, once again, we do need to remind you that just because they decided to launch their well-awaited <laughs> View Once feature today, it does not mean that you can go ahead and share sensitive information on the platform. Anything you share is always going to stay on the database. So you could potentially risk being hacked that way. But the View Once feature has been making headlines because it allows everyone to use WhatsApp in a very similar way to how they would use Snapchat. On Snapchat, we tend to have these snaps that we can only view once. You get an option to replay the snap, but if you do, then the person that sent you that snap will find out. So the View Once feature will basically delete the photo or the video that you send on the WhatsApp chat after it's been opened by the person receiving it. So when sending a photo or a video, you can go ahead and enable that option by tapping the one button that is found to the left of the send button. If you have not received this update yet, don't worry, it's being rolled out slowly to certain people, but it's coming in soon and it's already available in the beta version of WhatsApp. So after you go ahead and open that view once message view once photo video it'll be deleted completely not off of whatsapp's database but it'll be com deleted completely off of your own chat so you'll only be able to see it that one time and it's going to be great for people who you don't want to keep that let's say photo or video in the chat forever let's say you're sharing your Emirates ID, let's say you're sharing a very embarrassing photo of yourself. You don't want that person to use that photo against you. I mean, they can always take a screenshot, but it's it's still better than just leaving it in that media folder between you and the person. You can go ahead and choose the view once option. Now, back in June, Mark Zuckerberg actually confirmed that this feature would be coming, but the details of when it would be released were pretty scarce. So some people were thinking, what if it's not going to be happening? What if we're just hoping for nothing? An example of how this feature would come in handy is an example that Mark Zuckerberg gave about WhatsApp. Let's say you're sending sensitive information like your Wi-Fi password. You don't want people to constantly be able to log into your Wi-Fi. Then that is perhaps one message that you can make it the option of view once. Let's say you're sharing uh, certain photos or videos, you can also enable that option on the chat. So the minute the person views that photo, then it will not be available for them to open once again. You'll get a message or like the message would turn from a photo available into opened and they cannot view that photo once again. It's very useful, honestly, because right as of right now, people have never seen a feature like this on WhatsApp. We've seen it on Snapchat. I believe Instagram also does the same same thing when you send photos directly to someone. You can only open it once. 
But on WhatsApp, we have never seen something like this. Let me know how would you use this view once disappearing photo and video feature and how would it come in handy for you? Let's open a conversation together. Our text lines are open for 215 door to or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, we're talking all about Nokia bringing back our good old friend. The small cell phone, the one with the snake. Yes, you heard it right. It's coming back with a new revived look that I'm going to be sharing all the details of in just a few moments. You're listening to Pulse95. Tech this out. Tech this out. For all those who owned phones back in the 90s, this story is going to be kind of like a trip back in memory lane because Nokia, one of the largest technology markets, the one that was basically the owner of every phone that every person owned, <laughs> the good old block of, of unbreakableness, the Nokia phone that had the snake game. Yes, back in 2007, this was actually what made the market until the iPhone arrived and then everything went downhill for Nokia. But back in 1997, the snake game first emerged on the Nokia phone. And, I, and I've, I've got to say, the Nokia phone will always remain one of the best phones in terms of durability. Because no matter how many times you dropped it, it was just unbreakable. Like, unbreakable. That's all I'm going to say. But in 2020, they decided to launch two new models of their phone and they wanted to redesign the original cell phone but have a little bit of a modern twist to it. So they decided to start working on the 6310 cell phone. I can't believe that's how they called cell phones back in the day. Now we call them iPhone 12, iPhone 11, Samsung Galaxy S21, S20. But yeah, back in the day, they were called with big numbers. And this is how Nokia is going, or this is what Nokia is going with for its new cell phone. The 6310 phone is going to be going on sale with the famous snake game. And it's basically the first Nokia model to have Bluetooth. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? We're talking about phones and celebrating a Nokia phone having Bluetooth. But yeah. Sadly, Nokia phones don't necessarily have the best technology, to say the least. But this one is also going to be like just a kind of like a memorandum that you can buy to remind your kids and your grandchildren of what you once owned. This new screen will also come in different colors. It's going to have the measurement, the screen only, the measurement of seven centimeters, and it will still have the original Nokia keyboard. It will have lots of classic features that people back in the 90s loved in their phones the fm radio a battery that can last for weeks without charging yes back in the day to all those young kids we barely charged nokia phones but now as they evolved as phones evolved in general you can barely have your charge last a full day the phone will also be available in three colors dark green yellow and black which is kind of like similar to what apple has been doing with its spring colors of the phones now I'm sure a big question that many people are thinking of right now is why are they reviving these models? Why are they even bringing them back? They're so old, they just got Bluetooth. Why would you even want to bring them back? Well, the original Nokia model is basically an icon of the very good old days of phones, the basic, basic phone that a person once had. So that cell phone, even though it seems so old nowadays, it did actually kind of revolutionize what phones have been manufactured into. It's also well known because it's very indestructible. So 
Despite the fact that it's no longer sold, a lot of people wanted it back. A lot of memes were about this phone, especially when you compare how easily iPhones and foldable phones break in comparison to how these Nokia phones basically never broke. So a lot of people have wanted a new version of them to be basically as cheap as they once were, but they also would love to keep them as basically nostalgia for them to remind their kids and grandchildren of what phones once were. So this phone is actually not going to cost more than $60, which I personally even find a lot of money for such a phone that basically doesn't do much apart from make a phone call and transfer things by Bluetooth. Who transfers things by Bluetooth nowadays? Anyway, it does seem difficult to basically believe that a simple phone can compete with smartphones nowadays that have much more advanced technology. So a lot of experts tend to think that this cell phone is not going to make it on the smartphone industry. But some people feel like certain generations would love a phone like this, especially the elder generation, because the elderly aren't necessarily tech savvy, but you still want a way to communicate with them. So giving them and handing them a phone like this would definitely help them out. Also, backpackers who only need the cell phone to be able to communicate. They would love a phone like this because this phone, as I've mentioned, one charge can last it for up to three weeks. So they can always have some form of communication with their loved ones if they're out there camping, going on hikes, you name it. So even though a lot of people tuning in may think, oh, this phone is so old, it is never, never going to be bought by any person. Don't be too harsh on it because the Nokia Snake phone is still pretty delicate in the hearts of many. So a lot of people would love to basically go back to playing that game that basically defined what the gaming industry is going to be one day. So let me know, did you play or were you old enough to play the Snake game once upon a time? And would you buy a phone like this? Not to use, not to kind of, you know, have it compete with iPhones and Samsungs, but to have it like a, a token so that you can remember what phones once were and to even tell your kids. Because nowadays we kind of open like memorandums and little treasure boxes that we have of photos of old photos of ourselves, maybe even coins that were existent once in the past and now no longer exist. So why not keep a phone like this to kind of show kids one day what phones first started off as let me know your thoughts our text lines are open 4215 door it's a lot but in, or slide into our dms at pulse 95 radio future talk is coming to an end and i'm wishing you a beautiful weekend yet to celebrate the weekend we've got lined up for you lots of shows that will be doing that for you coming up from 4 to 5 p.m is Afternoon Karak with the duo Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah. They bring you my favorite show of every show that they make on weekdays. Their weekend recommendations are going to be coming up today and they're going to be telling you all the different movies and shows that are going to be catching your interest this weekend. So it's a show that you don't want to miss. I'll catch you again on Sunday. The duo is back. Hani Belkis should be back as well. And we will be bringing you the latest tech headlines that are making it in the industry. Wishing you a beautiful weekend and I'll catch you again on Sunday. Keep all 75 locked because our shows will keep you entertained throughout the day. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.